Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though, also known as week seven of the global pandemic. If you're in Southern California, perhaps (laughs) you're on week six or perhaps you're on week five, but we are at the beginning or the middle of week seven of the global pandemic. So I just want you to know that this two bedroom apartment pretty soon, I'm going to be peeling the paint off the walls and potentially sleeping on the balcony because I need a different place to go or (laughs) laying down in the kitchen. I don't know what's going to happen, guys. How are you doing? How are you holding up? We have been thinking about you nonstop. And Tiffany and I are so grateful for all of your incredible messages during this time. We are so thankful that the content is helping. We're doing a Manic Monday every Monday on Instagram Live if you want to join us over there. And so far, that's been a real blessing for people. It is shenanigans and nonsense and also talking about some real deep things when we have um, the brain space and the energy, you know, because week seven of the pandemic, you don't always have creative energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, listeners, I did not know she was going to open the episode with welcome to week seven of the pandemic. I'm over here rolling. That was not part of the script, Abercrombie. Oh my gosh, girl, not. you killing me. Okay, second, second of all, my uh, my five year old, he's really into saying first of all before he gives whatever he needs That's to say. Cute. And second of all, and then he just goes back to first instead of third of all. It's great. It's great. Um, also, this manic Monday situation, y'all, you got to join us. It's too good. We're having way too much fun. It is a bright spot because the world is crazy. And when we mm-hmm. say manic Monday, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley pulled rank on the title there, and she did well because it is the funniest title I've ever heard of. (laughs) And it's extremely accurate because manic is 100% the word. You can hear our kids in the background. Uh You can hear my neighbor mowing his lawn and doing all and edging his lawn. I mean, he's just doing all the things, Mm -hmm. and it's just wild. And we're just we're just doing the best we can, humans. The best. That's correct. All we can. Yep. And just like all the rest of you, I'm sure. So thank you for your grace and your goodness during this difficult time. We thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Exactly. Thoughts and prayers like Marco Rubio. (laughs) Anyway, Florida. Uh, So we we have an amazing show for you guys today. And it's actually something we took a little break last week. And it's something that has been in our heart for a while. And we wanted to talk about because we think it's so powerful. As you know, we very much love celebrating women, love seeing women thrive, love seeing what women are capable of and lifting that up and continuing to amplify the power of women's voices. And so ours today, our show today is called Why Women Are the First to Hear Though. And we want to talk about what it really means when women can hear, when they can speak prophetically into the atmosphere, when they can see beyond grief and devastation and pandemics and see hope rising, what kind of power that gives to the world and what kind of opportunity it gives to the people who can hear and then and then believe. And so we want to talk today about why women are the first to hear though. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know, when you look at scripture, when you see uh, Resurrection Sunday and you see Mary Magdalene and the other woman, (laughs) when you see Mary going to the tomb and you ask yourself, why Mary? Mm. Why Mary? Mm -hmm. And you think about, okay, in, in in the first century, a woman's testimony held no weight. 
Come on. In fact, if you even dared to believe a woman, you were seen as of low repute. Like, why on earth would mm. you do that? So it, mm. it was it was socially unacceptable, but also it was, uh, you know, legally unacceptable to, to right. have a woman's testimony bear wow. any weight in her time. So they really had, uh, you know, the odds stacked against <laughs> the odds stacked against them. Yet the gospel is is sitting on this belief in a woman. Come on. The whole story is hanging on a woman's testimony. Like what the what? Mm. So if we ever wonder, <laughs> if we ever wonder what Jesus believed women's role in the world was or or what they bring to the table, what right. vision that they can speak into the world, we only need to look at Easter Sunday. We only mm. need to see his encounter with Mary and his in instructions for Mary to go and tell the others. I think mm. it's just truly powerful. And don't forget, when Mary noticed the tomb was empty, she went and got the boys. Yeah, right. The boys came. The boys yes. came. They yes. had to look around. Yeah. They left. They left. And then Jesus, <laughs> and then Jesus revealed himself. I am just, the fact that, that, that you know, the gospel writers would ensure that we know that the men had a chance to see inside the tomb hmm. and Jesus did not reveal himself hmm. only reiterates the fact that it was Mary who was chosen to see the risen king first. I, it's just too hmm. good. It's too good, Ashley. It it's is. Too good. And you know what? It it touches me deeply. I never had really considered this until I heard you talking about it the way you just shared so beautifully. Um, but the staying power, like what it means to actually stay in a place and wait, you know, and I know oh, she was yes, grieving girl. and I know she wasn't sure that God was going to show up, you know, when, she, when when he appears to her, in fact, she thinks he's the gardener and ask him where the yeah. body is. But there's yeah. something to waiting, to staying in the space of grief and lament and waiting. And I feel like there's something so powerful about staying power. And during this time, that is what we need. We have got to hold on to hope and we have got to continue to trust and believe. And we have got to continue to wait on God that he will come that he will appear in our situations, that he will show up daily, that he will call our name, because that is one of my favorite things he does in this story is he says oh, to yes. us, Mary. And you think about the Lord calling your name in the midst of your grief, in the midst of your uncertainty, in the midst of knowing that your future, you have no idea what it looks like. Everything is unfamiliar, uncertain, insecure, and you hear your name from the Savior. And I think there's something so powerful about that moment where she is sitting there and he says her name after mm. she's waited, after she's prayed, after she's told people to come and look, and here he is. And I just think, gosh, what a good God we serve. And I like bypassing waiting. I don't know if you're out there and you can agree <laughs> to this, but I like bypassing the waiting. <laughs> but there is a time to be still and there is a time to rest and there is a time to trust that God will move in your situation. And now is the time for that. Two things come to mind when you say that. I think first, um, during the adoption process and also during my pregnancy, listeners, I I was I was not loving it, and it was a really long time. The adoption <laughs> process was over two years, and yeah. I had a really hellacious pregnancy. And I just kept telling my husband, "Can you just wake me up when the child gets here? Mm. <laughs> Can you just wake me up at the end of this? Because this is yeah. this waiting is excruciating. It's excruciating." Yeah. But I think in the waiting, and I love how you said this, Ashley, you see the faithfulness. Right. I mean, Mary was there. She was waiting. She was with him till the end, yeah. till his body was taken off the cross. And she was there early that Sunday morning to embalm him. She came with those spices. And so you just see that she, just her faithfulness in all of that, yeah. in waiting it out and in the faithfulness. And 
how beautiful that there is revelation in the faithfulness. There's revelation when we wait. There's revelation and resurrection in the midst of our mm-hmm. grief. And then we become bearers of that good news. We mm. become uh, j- j- vessels of that good news of yeah. whatever vision and belief and hope and truth that's needed. I think, man, shoot, that's what we need right now. Just remember, in the waiting, when you stay faithful in the waiting, I'm not saying don't admit it's hard. I'm not saying that it's easy, and I'm not saying that, you know, have a smile on your face. I think you can wait a lot of different ways. But I think even when it's hard, you can still be faithful. Come on. Gosh, so powerful. Yes. And in that faithfulness, there's, you know, an implicit instruction that or invitation it's not even an an instruction an implicit invitation that jesus offers us which is to go and tell you know mary receives from him and as he shows up in her situation and reminds her like hey yes i was dead but i have resurrected and there is a new life available right now then she's to go and tell and it reminds me of the story in john 8 of the woman at the well yeah yeah jesus just has this implicit invitation for all of Mm -hmm. us to come and and receive and have our lives changed and then go and tell (laughs) and it's so powerful because he never overtly says i want you to go tell people about me i want Mm -hmm. everyone to hear this good news you know that's not who god is he's just like this is too good to hold like i cannot keep this to myself and i really love that implicit invitation and an invitation is so kind and it's so loving and it's it's so free you know we get to choose how we respond to an invitation and that's one thing i love about god is that he invites us into relationship and he invites us to invite others into relationship and i think there's something so loving and so connective and so encouraging and restorative about that implicit invitation to go and tell oh well said i'm gonna just stand up that drake meme <laughs> where he's standing up on the side of the court at that nba game and he yes, just starts I clapping that meme. that's who i am right now that's who i am right now <laughs> I need you to know that. I need you to know that. I love you, um, sister. <laughs> um, remember, y'all, like this is, we don't know how long this is going to last, right? Like we never planned this. We, nobody plans for this. You know, I was um, I was joking with my husband that, you know, everybody's saying they're writing their bestseller or doing all these things or, you know, breaking, right. baking sourdough or whatever they're doing. Right. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just over here gaining weight. Whatever. It's yeah. um, <laughs> We'll be here sitting down in my two-bedroom apartment, not doing any of those things. You know what, though? In all seriousness, all this bread baking, I'm like, people are gifted because never in my life would I even attempt No. No. 100% it's a no. I'm like, why would you do that with that flour when you could be making cookies? Listen, and there's so much easier. There's no proving whatever you do to that, the dough. There's no okay. Somebody's been watching plastic. the Great British Bake Off because you know we I call have. that rising. Proving. Let the bread oh, rise. Look at you proving. Look at that proving the dough. Proving. Look at you, sis. <laughs> okay, all our British listeners. I'm learning, but that I was ain't for doing you. It. That was for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all, all that to say, I think that this this moment, this isn't. A, we don't have to allow this to be this make or break moment we can stay faithful and we can allow the lord to meet us and call us by name i think when you said that that just i started to tear up i I just i personally Mm. needed to hear that today the lord's calling you by name in this season the lord's calling you by name all you know our listeners all over the world i want you to hear that the lord is calling you by name yeah draw near come on sit with him rest with him yeah 
be with him allow him to comfort you yes and allow his good work to be your resurrection yeah in this season the things that have died the things that have been lost and stolen may they be repaid may they be restored tenfold tenfold even amidst this grief there is yes. so much, so many are, so many of us are losing financially, relationally, socially, um, yeah. you know, all of those rhythms that were truly keeping us sane. Let's just be real. Yes. Uh-huh. So many of those have been ripped from us. Yes. And that is to be mourned. That is to be grieved. But what will never be taken is our good shepherd. He draws near. That. Gosh, that's so beautiful. And um, you reminded me again of like when he says her name you know, her response back to him is teacher, um, mm. teacher. And I just thought that was so powerful too. Like in the faithfulness, right? We're not writing bestsellers, not making sourdough, but if you are, that's fabulous <laughs> in the waiting <laughs> and in our faithfulness and in his showing up in our life and her response to him was teacher. And I just think like, what God, what can you teach me during this time? What do you want to show me yeah. through my faithfulness? Come God, on. What do you want me to learn? What is the spirit saying? And God, will you give me ears to hear, even though it's hard, even though I'm tired, even though I'm not sure I can lean in and listen, even though sometimes I don't want to talk to you, God, because this is hard. Mm-hmm. God, teacher, what would you teach me about this moment that I'm in and how can I steward my life well? And again, I think what you said, Tiffany, is so powerful and so freeing for all of us because faithfulness is the obedience. You know, yeah. It's not yeah. making sure that you're doing 800 things during this quarantine. Though, again, if you are and now's the time, go for it. Go, yeah. go, go. We are cheering you on. And at the same time, don't discount your faithfulness. Don't discount your capacity to trust and believe that God is going to come through for you in your situation so teacher what do you want to teach us right now yeah and i think with that we have to be a listener i think Mm -hmm. that um in this time i feel like the lord is just inviting me to listen (laughs) um you know Mm -hmm. i'm home with my kids all day Mm -hmm. and to just listen to him Mm -hmm. to listen to his instruction and allow his Holy Spirit to do a work in me and the way I interact with my children, the way I interact with others. Um, although that interaction, mm-hmm. of course, is limited to digital interaction for the most part, but still, like, right. would you listen to me? I think, you know, and again, no no shade if you're making bread. It's just, I can't. I'm literally totally. not capable There's of no, following It's literally not possible. I mean, yeah. I, plus the time. Where Where is the time to do If this you want bread? to give me some sourdough bread, you can I leave will, that on my porch. I will correct. DM I'll you my it. address. Yep. It's fine. And it's I can fine. Venmo you. Happy, happy yeah, to receive. there you go. I'm not going to pay you. I do want it for free because <laughs> I just want <laughs> I just, I just do. I don't have any excuse. I don't have any excuse for my greediness of your bread, but whatever. It's fine. It's oh, fine. It made me laugh so hard. Uh, Ashley's much kinder than I, also, but you I guys know back that by now. To you saying, yeah, that's not true. Also, I'm going to circle back to you talking about why wouldn't you just make cookies? I mean, that for sure is my favorite part of this whole podcast today. And so I thought it deserved a circle back. Okay. I mean, it's the truth. Okay, people, let's just, okay, real talk right now. Um, So my husband is a realtor, and he's had to show some houses that are about an hour away. Now, an hour away, I've seen on Instagram this cute little cafe that I've never been to, Mm. but I've always wanted to eat their food, and since obviously I can't go in, and it's an hour hour away, and he's just down the street from it when he's showing houses. I said, hey, boo, how about you roll through their uh, pickup line and give me some chocolate cake? (laughs) So here's the problem. He's yes. been he's been to the same place twice in the last week. So needless to say, I've eaten a fair amount of cake, fair amount oh. of baked goods. When I say a, a slice of cake, what would like I'm talking about a restaurant slice of cake. Totally. Right? So like yes, a, definitely that's a, a family of five. <laughs> yeah. You know, slice of cake. 
Oh my gosh, I've been wanting hummingbird cake so badly during this oh, quarantine. It, it's so hard to make, so there's no way in the world. And I can't find it anywhere. My favorite bakery is closed until May here in the Valley area of LA. And then um, Magnolia, which is delicious, obviously a New York bakery. They have one here in Los Angeles, but that's the one cake they're not making during quarantine. <gasps> I was like, why, Lord? Why, Lord? Why have Sickos? you made it this why? way? I can't get any hummingbird cake. So yeah, I've been okay. making cake too. For all y'all who don't know what hummingbird cake is, go ahead and Google it. But I just have to say, one of the best surprises ever, one time I was at a wedding and it was, you know, it was fine wedding, whatever. It was great. And then I found out that the cake was hummingbird cake. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. This Uh is why I'm here. (laughs) It's the greatest cake that has ever been made, I promise. Oh, man. It's so good. It's a Southern staple. It's just, oh. Oh, guys, it's definitely 2.0 it. though it's not for some. the average cake baker like no. i should know but if you just <laughs> correct no if you don't bake bread you don't make hummingbird cake okay so Come we're on. we're exempt from the able to make hummingbird cake camp <laughs> let's be real listeners the list of exemptions for ashley and i is about a mile long so <laughs> it really is though um, okay one more truly. thing back to voice and um, women, I was thinking about the power of storytelling. And, you know, that's really what we see with Mary. It's what we see with the woman yeah. at the well and so many women yeah. in the Bible. And then I think about you, Tiffany. I was thinking about um, your book and your, obviously you've written many books. Tiffany has several workbooks, like actual Bible studies with videos. And she has two amazing books that you guys are going to want to read. She just finished her third and you are going to lose your mind when you get a copy of this. I cannot wait for it to be out in the world next year. And I was thinking about the power of story and even how you and I connected. I remember having breakfast with you for the very first time and just swapping stories and sharing who we were and where we came from and how we came to know Jesus and just feeling so connected because of our stories. And so I think even during this time, there is a reason God has us go and tell. And there is a reason that story is such a powerful medium. And there is a reason that we're able to connect to humanity and empathize with one another and grow together through the power of story. And Tiffany, I just think you do such a remarkable job of sharing your own story. And then in your book, She Dreams, you did such a beautiful job of telling the stories of others. And I thought, gosh, there's nobody who amplifies voices the way that you do. And I just think that that's a really powerful um, gift that God gave you and that he gave to all of us as women to be able to go and tell, to share our own stories and to share stories of others that can be encouraging and uplifting and give us courage to hold on when we don't want to. Yeah. And I think especially for women, you know, it isn't always the dominant narrative, right? Right. Throughout history, women have been the minority voice. Right. And they've had something to say. Just because they've been sidelined didn't mean their voice wasn't one of power and truth and vision. And I think that even now today, we would all be wise to think of what voices we're letting in. We would all be wise to consider our source, mm. to consider mm. the stories that we're letting fill our spirit and our mind and our belly and our bones mm. because it matters. It affects it us. I think stories make us feel human. Like yes. you said, stories invite us to connect. Stories remind you that you're not alone. Yes. And right now, I think stories of resilience, stories of truth, um, they can be a lifeline. They can. They really can. They yes. really can be a lifeline. Even just talking this morning about the woman at the well and talking yeah. about Mary Magdalene, you're just, oh, you breathe easier. You breathe easier because you know yes. that 
God is on the move and he's faithful yeah. and he's near and he hasn't stopped. We're talking mm-hmm. about women who lived in the ancient world and you think Come of women on. today. He is moving and breathing. And I know not all of our listeners are women. We hear you men. We see you. We see you. And we're you. thankful for you. We are <laughs> thankful for you. We are thankful for you. Please share this with the women in your world. Um, <laughs> um, but when you when you think about the stories that are being told right now, I think of some of the women we've even covered on the podcast, Ashley, hmm. Jacinda Ardern. Um, yeah. Man, we've talked Gosh, about uh, uh, Ruby Bridges. We've talked about the Maribel sisters. You know, you think we, we, all the stories yes. that we have been, we, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, all these women yeah. that we have felt compelled to tell their stories because mm-hmm. their stories have changed the world. Yes. Their conviction and voice have changed the world. Come on. And within each and every woman has the capacity to change the world. We'd be silly to think that Mary Magdalene, that woman changed the world. We'd be silly to think she didn't. We'd Come be on. silly to think she didn't. It's beautiful. And I love seeing my ordinary self in these stories. You know, yep. like, um, when you told the story of Julia Child, and I had never really, I didn't know much about her other than like, she's one of the greatest chefs who ever lived. But when she wrote in her journal about just being so very ordinary, mm-hmm. it just touched me so deeply because I think sometimes we're going about our day-to-day life, not understanding how significant our story is. And oh. it can feel like we're falling by the wayside or like no one sees us. or maybe no one really understands us or what we're going through or, or what our life is. And we don't feel seen. And just to be reminded of someone so extraordinary who considered herself ordinary was so refreshing to me because I think that we need to be reminded that our stories are significant. And right where you are right now, even if you're cooped up in your house, (laughs) if you are living by yourself and figuring out that world, if you are on 800 Zoom calls a day (laughs) with your roommates, or you have a spouse, or perhaps you have a spouse and children, or maybe you're a single parent, and you are just trying to navigate the season, we want you to know that your story is so significant and that it matters, that every little detail of your life matters to God and it matters to the rest of us because we are not the same without you. And there's this glorious interconnectedness that God created for his beloved community to have. And I believe the beloved community doesn't have to just be believers because God created all of us in his image. And so there is a way we can have compassion and connection to our neighbors, even if we have different beliefs and convictions. But I want you to know that your story is significant and right where you are right now really, really matters. And so hold on to hope, (laughs) hold on to what God gave you, listen in the stillness of this, what might feel like a dark night for many of us, listen for God to say your name and respond and be there, be found in that waiting with the Lord calling your name, knowing that you are not alone and that he's your comforter and that he is with you and that he is for you and he has never once left you alone. Amen. I think, um, it's also hard right now to grapple with our own stories because perhaps you're like me and you're like, oh, but my story really doesn't matter right now or what I'm going through is pales in comparison to what other people in this city are going through or in this mm. place in the world are going through. Or, mm. But they have so much more to lose and therefore we feel like what I'm going through doesn't need as much help or hope because we want to make ourselves less or our situation less because we're like, oh, but I'm not going through X, Y, Z. And how dare I think I need some some help or some, uh, you know, some a voice of truth or how dare I advocate for myself when so many other people are struggling. Mm. And I think, which is why what Ashley said is so important that everyone's story matters. And no matter what you're going through, no matter, this is your life. This is your actual life. And if you're, if you feel that, tendency 
to be like, oh, I don't really feel like I need to deal with my own stuff right now because, you know, look at the rest of the world and look how they're aching. We're all, we all bear a human spirit. We all are frail. We all are susceptible to what ails us. And it is just such a reminder that no matter how ordinary you feel right now, no matter how marginalized you feel, no matter how part of the majority you feel, right, you are a child of God mm. and you're an image bearer. And I pray, um, especially as we talk about women being a voice to the resurrection, that not only would you experience it for yourself, but would you truly be a voice of hope and truth to whoever is in your world, to whoever's listening, no matter what they're struggling with. I love that so much. What an encouragement to all of us, no matter where we are in this life. Oh my gosh. So thankful. Guys, we are so grateful that you tuned in for another episode of Why Though. And if you like this episode, we encourage you to share it with somebody in your world so that we can impact more people together. We would love, love, love for you to share this, get this message out, text it to a friend. And we're so thankful for your support. Um, Every single week, this is the highlight of our week to spend a little bit of time with you. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Why Though. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.